Welcome to Power Drifting, the Rally Game Podcast. Uh, my name is Tom, and this is Bonus Stage. I think if you've been listening to any of our previous episodes, you'll know the drill by now. Bonus Stage is where either myself or my colleague Mike take it on ourselves to wax lyrical about a particular rally game that maybe the other one hasn't played, or even a series, as is the case in this episode. Uh, today, I'm going back in time to uh, when the PS Vita was still a, a thing with a pulse. And that's because recently we did an episode on the fantastic WRC9 game on the uh, on the current gen systems, and uh, it just made me think that you know we've had some really good WRC games in the recent past, and uh, one system we haven't actually looked at yet on this podcast is the PS Vita. Uh, the PS Vita actually played host to three different WRC games, and they uh, they spread across several years and uh, two different developers. So what I'm going to do in this episode is take a look at each of them in turn, and they are namely WRC3, WRC4, and WRC5. Just give each section of this uh, this episode uh, time to uh, time to have a look at each of these three different releases on the PS Vita. Talk about the pros and cons, and then at the end I'm going to come back around and maybe do a little summary. And, and explain which I think is the best and maybe which is not so good. Uh, this is going to be a bit of a WRC jamboree on the uh, on the old PS Vita, so if you've still got your Vita hanging around, or well, you're up for some rally action, stay tuned and you'll find out which uh, I think is the particular road to travel. Okay, let's go. On travel, left three and right six. Drop outside, then left three and right two. Okay then, we will kick things off on the Vita with WRC3. Now this was released in 2012 and is based on the 2012 WRC Championship. And uh, for a first attempt from Milestone, it's actually a pretty decent attempt. It looks pretty much identical to the... I say identical, it looks very similar to the PS3 and Xbox 360 game of the same name. And... um, on first booting the game up, you are treated to what is a, a, a soundtrack that may split opinion. It's very, uh, very dubstepy, shall we say? It leans towards the dubstep side of things. That said, it, it sounds pretty good in places. Other places, it's a bit, bit of a, an assault on the ears. One of the main things that you'll notice, though, in WRC three on the PS Vita is that it doesn't actually have the career mode or the uh, road to glory. I think it's called on the on the on the consoles. So basically, all you've got to do is single rallies. Uh, you can do a, a single stage, a full rally, or the championship. Now, that probably doesn't sound too bad, but when you factor in the fact that there are only six locations in this game, as opposed to, I think, 12 or 13 in the console version, uh, you've only got six locations, and within each location, you've got uh, six uh, stages. So there's not a lot of content, really, to be honest. You, as I say, you can tackle those as a time trial, your know, single one-off stage, or you can do an entire rally, at, you know, six stages in sequence, or you can do the full championship, which is all six locations with six stages in each. And you've got three different classes of vehicle. You've got the WRC, you've got WRC2, and then you've got, uh, I think it's N2000 it's called. Or rather Class 2 and Class... Well, they're called Class 2 and Class 3 in WRC. But uh, you've got about between three and four cars in each in each class. All the real-world WRC drivers from that era. And, and yeah, I mean, out on the course, it, it looks pretty nice to be honest i always think of vita games as being a sort of a cross between or somewhere in between a ps2 and a ps3 game and this is not different it's 
it all moves very well. The, the, car, the courses are all very well detailed. The cars are nicely detailed. There's damage. There's a whole host of camera angles. So you've got your standard bonnet cams, your external views. There's a really nice cockpit view as well. It all moves along at a really nice pace as well. Uh, the default settings on the controls do take a little bit of getting used to because they um, well they did back then. Uh, you've got the triggers on the uh, on the shoulder buttons on the Vita. And, you know, that's not too bad, but the, um, the the shoulder buttons on the Vita are, they're not analog, obviously, and they're a bit, they're a bit kind of loose, a bit loose and clicky. It does take a while to get used to them, but the way that the game kind of handles the digital inputs is actually quite commendable. It doesn't really feel like you're at a disadvantage because you haven't got analog controls. Um, so that's worth bearing in mind. You can obviously change the controls around if you like. Uh, you, and one interesting feature this game does have that a lot of the modern WRC games have omitted is the the ability to rewind at the press of a button. So if you, if you do come a cropper on a corner, you can just hit that triangle button and rewind for, you know, a good, I'm not sure exactly how long it goes back, but it goes back a long way. So the game must be recording it somewhere in the um, in, in the in the internal memory to allow you to just kind of return and uh, just basically hit start and continue from where you you know were doing okay. So that's a nice feature. There's not really a great deal more to say about this game. I mean, I'm playing this in the present day, which is at the record the time of recording, uh, October 2020. And if you've listened to our uh, recent WRC nine episode you know we, we did mention things like the lack of rewind function and for it to have been in a game back in 2012 but kind of not being a more modern WRC game is uh is that a choice that they made just to make the game a bit more difficult a bit more challenging or was it something else I don't know but the fact that it's in a Vita game uh, it's a nice touch and yeah the the only real kind of downside to the to WRC 3 on the Vita is that complete stripping out of the of the career mode because it doesn't feel like there is any there's nothing to unlock. There's no progression really through the game. You've got everything unlocked from the start. All the vehicles are there available from the start. I can see potentially why that would have been the case. You know, back when the Vita was in its infancy, maybe things like uh, quick pick up and play, sort of arcade inverted commas blasts of games were what you know people were wanting from their handheld experiences. But technically, it's it's very accomplished and, and looks really nice on the on the Vita screen. But yeah, it's just that complete lack of any real single-player longevity after you've uh, had a quick blast around some of the courses and tried out some of the different cars. It's uh, it's a bit it's a bit lacking. One thing I will say about this game, though, as well, it's quite odd that it's now no longer available as a download from the PS Vita store. If you search for WRC on the on the Vita store, certainly in Europe, you won't find this game. It's been deleted from the store, so you can find WRC four, WRC five, but WRC three has uh, has been erased. From the uh, from the record, shall we say, and uh, so the only way to play it, if you haven't already got it stored in your downloads list, is to find it on uh, on physical media, and uh, and that can be quite expensive, just because a lot of Vita games now are becoming quite collectible, and this is no different. It's a, it's one of those games that is becoming quite, and um, I think sought after, simply because it's one of the well, it's the earliest WRC game on the on the Vita, not the first WRC game on a on a PlayStation handheld. That would go back to uh, the Traveller's Tales WRC game on the PS uh, PSP, PlayStation Portable. You need to think then, all these PS-named uh, consoles. But yeah, WRC 3, it's worth a go if you find it cheap, but yeah, that lack of single-player longevity just kind of makes it not really, not as good as it could have been. Let's, uh, let's move on to uh, WRC 4, and uh, let's see how that fares.
Moving on then to WRC4 on the PSP. So this one was released in 2013, and uh, following on from WRC3, it takes the uh, takes the 2013 WRC Championship and uh, packages it all up into a nice little cartridge for your Vita. Uh, the first thing you'll note in WRC4 over WRC3 is that the um, it looks like the budget for the presentation has been like quadrupled or something because. As soon as you turn the game on, as soon as it starts, you've got this fantastic FMV kind of background with all you know in all the menus. You've got this slow motion WRC cars uh, careening around tracks and throwing up mud and snow and whatnot, and uh, it's just, it just looks really professional. It's a stunning, stunning a bit of uh, presentation. Not just that, the, the all the, the kind of music is this kind of rousing like orchestral. Gives it like a real authentic rally feel to it, and it's just it's like night and day between WRC three and WRC four. It's like they kind of went back to the drawing board, saw what they could potentially do with WRC three on the Vita, and then go, do you know what? Let's let's move the notch up a bit, and uh, we'll see what we can do with uh, with the Vita, with uh, you know putting some more time and effort into this game, and and really pushing the system. And what you get with WRC4 is something which is approaching perfection when it comes to a handheld rally game. And and I'll go into that more in a, you know over the course of this section of the of the podcast. First things first, though, is is the features in the game. You do have a hell of a lot more content here than you do in WRC3. You've got uh, you've got your standard modes. You've got quick rally. You've got your, your rally mode, and you've got multiplayer. But crucially. Crucially, in WRC4, what you have is a full-blown career mode where you start off uh, in the lower sort of divisions of the, uh, the the rally world. You have a full calendar, and you have to um, compete in subsequent rallies, impress your sponsors, and uh, and basically move up, move through the through the ranks, and get new contracts with new uh, manufacturers. Uh, you have uh, rivals that you uh, have little kind of spits, spits and spats with uh, throughout the uh, the loading screens during the course of a rally. Loads of little nice touches like that, which are completely missing from WRC three on the Vita. Um, so yeah, this is this is a complete package really. It's it's, it's almost like they've shoehorned the complete WRC four console version onto a handheld. And milestone really, I do commend them for that because even though WRC three was a extremely playable game and and look the part on the vita wrc4 is just it's a masterclass in how you do a, a sequel I, I can't think of another game on the vita like you know racing game at least that's got this amount of detail content and uh, and just polish really you know everything about it from the menu screens the music to the to the audio the gameplay the visuals everything about it is just a, a notch above what came before out on the course you do have pretty much the same game engine as you do in WRC3. It looks a little bit cleaner in places. It looks like they've added a little bit more detail to the to the environments and just kind of refined everything rather than build everything again from the ground up. They've taken the WRC3 experience and just kind of uh, cleaned everything up. I, I'm not very technically minded, so I'm not entirely sure what they've done to it, but it just looks nicer, moves a little bit nicer, and yeah, you've got a little bit more uh, visual detail in there as well. There's a, there's a couple of little things I'm not too keen on. For example, the the audio mix, um, the default audio mix has everything kind of set to high, and that makes it quite difficult to hear the co-driver when you're um, playing in first-person view, like Bonnet Carmen inside the cockpit. Um, so you need to tinker with the sound audio uh, sliders ever so slightly just to make him more audible. Otherwise, it's pretty much as you were on uh, WRC3, so you've got pretty much the same controls. You've still got that fantastic rewind mode. You've still got the triggers for accelerate and brake and then X or circle, depending on your uh, setup for handbrake. But yeah, it's it's really, really good 
single player rally game you know in handheld form you've got so much more content than you had in wrc3 and that even extends to the fact that you've got more environments to race in more courses you can change the time of day you can't change the weather but you can change the type of day the time of day that you race in which obviously has an effect on the lighting effect on the course it's just more bigger and better really it's you know what maybe what wrc3 on the beta should have been but um wasn't so there's little things that you know that can't really be accessed now so you've got things like an online rally uh, and you've got leaderboards etc but you know it's 2020 the amount of people who uh, are playing wrc4 around the world i'm guessing is uh, probably in you know single digits at this stage so when you do open that multiplayer menu there's there's, there's nobody ever in there so that's a bit of a shame, but otherwise you've got um, you've got quite a lot of stuff in in WRC4, and it's still available on the PS Vita store, quite cheap as well, and it's readily available as a, a physical purchase as well. So for me, this is the uh, this is probably the best of the bunch. It takes everything that WRC3 was and basically chucks a lot more content in there. And uh, what you're left with is basically the best rally game on the on the Vita. Arguably one of the best handheld rally games that is still available, in my opinion. And that includes current gen. So if you do own a Vita and you like rally games, WRC4 is the way to go. Uh, and, uh, and not WRC5, as we'll find out in the next section. On two lap, right, into left, five, four, crest, into left, five, into right, four, short, on two, right to minus. Okay, moving on to the third and final WRC game on the PS Vita, that would be WRC 5. This one was released in 2015 after a, you know, a year break from WRC 4, and what happened in that year was that the license changed hands between Milestone and was taken on by a new developer called Killerton, who was still the uh, the owner of the WRC license. They did the recent WRC 9. WRC 5 was their first attempt and uh, the the console versions got mixed reception but the the Vita version is let's just say takes some liberties <laughs> I don't really know what else to say about it it's uh, it, it's an odd one because it's commendable that they were still releasing games for the Vita in 2015 and that they even bothered to put this game on the Vita maybe it was a contractual thing I don't know but um, the people over at Milestone must have been waiting for this to come out just to see what a different studio could do with the license on the on the handheld platform. And um, I'd like to have seen their faces when they actually first booted this game up. And it's not because of the presentation. Uh, it's because of all the other stuff, which I'll go into in a second. First things first, presentation-wise, it's every bit as slick as uh, the previous game and the, the console versions, you know, uh, it's got really nice menus, great orchestral, atmospheric music. You know, it's it got everything down to a T, really. You've got a full career mode in there. You've got all of the tracks and drivers and vehicles from the 2015 WRC. So on first look, on face value, you've, you've got pretty much a complete, another complete WRC experience on a handheld platform. Things starts to go slightly uh, awry, shall we say, when you get into the game proper. And that's because Killerton used their own bespoke engine for the uh, for the Vita version. And while it's arguably you know the same case that uh, Milestone did that with the Vita with their game, the difference is that the the engine, to me at least, that that was in the previous games was scaled to the Vita, and the Vita could kind of handle it. With with WRC five, it's almost like they tried to be too ambitious, 
and in the end it just looks a bit off. And I'll try to explain this in the best way I can with my limited technical uh, knowledge. Basically, it seems to me like the game is running like a massive open world, but an open world where everything is already rendered into the distance, so there's a massive amount of view distance, but there's no kind of fading in the distance. So, you know, if you stand on a hilltop in, on, a, on a clear day and you look into the distance, uh, I'm talking about real life, by the way, and, and like the, the stuff that's further away kind of seems a bit sort of hazy. So you've got, you know particles of moisture in the atmosphere or some whatever it might be makes things basically things that are like 10 miles away don't look really sort of clear as if something's right in front of your face however in wrc5 that's what it looks like there's no kind of is it volumetric fog if you want to call it i don't know if that's the correct term but everything in the environment whether or not whether it's two feet in front of your car or two miles away in the distance is equally clear and I mean that's not the end of the world. It, it you know it eliminates pop up of like things like trees. What it doesn't do is it doesn't eliminate the pop up of trackside objects such as barriers or crowds. So it's almost like imagine a PC game with the all the settings turned down to like literally the most minimal they can go. And that's what WRC five on the Vita looks like. It's really hard to explain. I'm sure if you go onto YouTube or you go onto Google and just have a look for some screenshots, you'll see exactly what I mean straight away. And the worst part of this is the fact that even though everything is set so low, textures are so low, almost almost no textures on the on the ground or on the environment, it still manages to move at about 25 frames a second, sometimes lower, especially when you're using the external camera views and you've got maybe, you know, you're going through an area with a lot of foliage or buildings. Sometimes it dips to like 10, 15 frames a second. And on top of that, you've got screen tearing as well. It does look pretty bad, to be honest, even for a Vita game. That said, the car models look really, really good. Uh, they're easily on a, on a par with what was in WRC 4 and 3. Uh, so there is that. Elsewhere, the sound as well is, is actually pretty good. The, 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 the car is almost, it almost backfires too much, but it, it still sounds pretty good. And there's none of the same issues with the sound mix in WRC 5. So the, the, the co-driver is really, you know, you know, you can really hear him. He's really coherent. And, you know, the sound is, is just, it's really well done, to be honest. It's just those visuals. It, it looks, it looks bad. It looks very bad for, even for a Vita game, it looks bad. I remember there was a bit of controversy as well because on the back of the box for WRC 5, it does state that there is a, a night racing mode, but that doesn't, that does not appear in the game. So you can race uh, at dusk in the morning or noon, but it doesn't make any difference on the lighting effects in the game. It's hard to put into words how disappointing WRC 5 is from a visual standpoint because everything else is pretty much spot on. Like I say, it's got a really good career mode. It's got all of the tracks and vehicles and all the content that you'd expect from the, from a, a console port. It's just the, the actual game itself plays so so poorly. It's, it's a missed opportunity, really. I think if, if they'd stuck with the... Obviously, it's a different developer, so they couldn't have taken what Milestone had done. But maybe they'd looked at Milestone and, and just kind of emulated what they'd done there. I think it was just a case of, right, we've got the license now. We want to do it our way. We're going to do it different. We're going to do it better. It's going to be so far removed from what came before on the Vita that there's going to be no way that you can even compare the two. And that's true, but not in a good way. Uh, so, yeah, if, if you do, if WRC5, WRC5 is the final game in the series on the Vita, but it's by no means the best. And it's just the way the game looks and plays is just, it's really, really poor, to be honest. So, yeah, buyer beware, basically. Again, as with WRC4, WRC5 is available on the PS Store still. 
However, it, it, I think it's about £50 as opposed to about 12 or 13 for WRC4. So if you are weighing up a game to get, don't think that just because this is the later game in the series that it's the better game, because it really isn't. Uh, I will sort of round them all up in a minute, but I just wanted to talk about a few more positives on WRC5. As I say, the, the menus and everything are basically the same as they are in the console version, and you do get all of the uh, same gameplay modes and the, the full complement of vehicles and environments. And A nice extra that you don't get in the other games is that you do get a rally school as well, so... If you are having trouble controlling the vehicle or learning how to you know, get around those corners, you, you can spend some time in the training mode and, uh, and, and perfect your craft, really. So that's a nice little addition that the other games don't have. But elsewhere, as I say, out on the actual course, this is a, a huge disappointment. So just bear that one in mind. So let's, uh, let's finish this up now uh, and, uh, and talk about all three games and, uh, and give a little summary. Okay then, as I've said many times in this episode, there are three games here that we've looked at, WRC 3, WRC 4, WRC 5. They all offer something different, be that in terms of content, the way the games look and and play, and uh, and whether or not they have any kind of real longevity in terms of uh, single player options. It's worth saying that all of these games at the time they were released did have multiplayer options and online components, but uh, as you would imagine in 2020 those are no longer available but they are available you can actually you can choose them from the menus but there's there's not a lot going on in any of them so it's best just to write those off to be honest Uh, but when it comes to choosing which games which game you should buy and which game you should avoid uh, i'm going to rank them now i'm going to go in reverse order i'm going to go from worst to best so in third place undoubtedly just down to the way it looks and plays and feels nothing wrong with the content It's got to be WRC5. It's just plain bad on the Vita. Console versions, perfectly playable, fairly average rally game. PS Vita version, give it a wide berth. It's not worth your money. It's it's a very poor game. Coming up in second place, I'm going to have to go with WRC3. Just because it plays really well, it looks really nice, but it's just not got a lot of content in there. Uh, What I didn't mention earlier on in the first section of this podcast is that there were some DLC tracks released for WRC3, so there were three new environments released uh, as DLC. Because this game has now been deleted from the store, that DLC has also gone off into the ether, so I've never seen it, I don't know where you could get it from, but um, yeah, if you did play it back in the day and did download the uh, the extra content, then you, you know, you've got a bigger game, but still no career mode. And then that just leaves in top position, in first position, in pole position even, that would be WRC4. I can't really praise this game enough as a handheld rally experience. It's got everything you could want. It's got great visuals. It plays really well. It's got a fantastic career mode. And uh, the presentation is just absolutely top draw. Seriously, buy this game. And just when you start the game, you see that <laughs> that FMV backgrounds on the menu. Obviously, don't just buy it for the menus. But it's a nice touch because if you've never seen it before you, you, and you're not expecting it, it's just like, oh, wow, this has got really nice kind of console level presentation. Great music. Uh, just remember to do the audio mix for the uh, the co-driver and the engine uh, sound effects because otherwise you won't be able to hear what he's saying. You'll have to just rely on the, the arrows popping up on the screen, which is not ideal in a rally game. Uh, so yeah, there you have it. Third place, WRC5. Second place, WRC3. Pole position, top of the podium, WRC4. Give it a go. Fantastic game. 
Okay, that is, um, that's me. Uh, I've been Tom. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Bonus Stage. You can find all of our other episodes at uh, www.powerdriftingpodcast.com. Uh, find us on Twitter at PowerDriftingPod. And uh, yeah, give us a follow, give us a like or whatever you do these days on those things. <laughs> Leave us an iTunes review if you can be bothered. And uh, yeah, thanks very much for listening. And I will see you on the next episode of Power Drifting, the Valley Game Podcast. See you later.